This episode of the Dr. E Show is brought to you by the 30-Day Super Wellness Challenge. Commit to just 5 to 10 minutes a day of powerful self-care tools to supercharge your energy and upgrade your life. Visit superwellness.com slash 30-day for more information. Together, let's make this your year. Hello, this is Dr. Edith Ubuntu-Chan. Welcome to The Dr. E Show, a show exploring the frontiers of our human possibilities in areas like health and wellness, science and spirituality, quantum biology, and conscious living, so that together we can awaken the best of ourselves and create our most joyful and fulfilling lives. Now is the season when many of us are reflecting on the gifts and lessons learned from the past year and setting new intentions for the upcoming one. We wanted to take this opportunity to say thank you for being part of our community of pioneers. As our special gift to you, we compiled some of our favorite highlights from recent guests of the Dr. E Show. Timeless wisdom that will support you in taking your life to the next level. Our single most popular episode this year was our interview with presidential candidate Andrew Yang. You've probably heard about his core platform of universal basic income, or what he calls the freedom dividend of $1,000 a month to every American 18+. plus. In our conversation, we covered a wide array of topics like Andrew's backstory and some of the thinking behind his many game-changing policies. But my favorite aspect was his vision of a society that's built on the mindset of abundance instead of the mindset of scarcity. Here's Andrew Yang. We all have these feelings of self-doubt and resentment and selfishness. And then we all have these feelings of possibility and optimism and generosity. And that when you feel yourself veering towards the former, just recognize that you're getting plagued by this mindset of scarcity, where you think that there's not enough, where you think that things can go wrong. And that the opposite of that is a mindset of abundance, where if you invest your time, things will go right, people will support you, that good things and great things are still possible. And the most important thing I've used on myself is just to recognize when you're getting plagued by thoughts of scarcity and just, we have a joke on the campaign, you can even say mindset of abundance (laughs) yourself. It actually helps. You can check out the full episode with Andrew Yang at our show homepage, thedreshow.com. That's spelled the D-R-E-Show.com. Now, the shift from scarcity to abundance was also a big theme in our conversation with Jasmuheen. She likes to call it the me-we game. Jasmuheen's one of my favorite meditation teachers in the world. She's renowned for her darkroom retreats, which I wrote about in the Super Wellness book, And she's also the prolific author of 43 books that have been translated into 18 different languages. Here's Jasmuheen. 
we are in a time of bombardment of energy and we've gone from the, the the journey is me 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 it's all about me to a flipping consciousness to we 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 and when we're aware of our impact on the greater whole we get grace because now we're operating in the game of the we but now we're in the me we game and the me we game is you need time out to nurture you to be immersed in the new frequencies that are coming in and fully integrate that. And then you can go back and be more active again where the being does the doing rather than the mind does the doing because you are immersed more deeply in the pure nature that you are. And the, the energy coming in now is very much of the divine feminine call of the heart intuitive call and not the busyness of mental wisdom understanding and trying to understand everything mm -hmm. because the time we're in now is the more we try to understand the changes in the world on a mental level the more confusing it gets and we know this we've all been told it's a time of the heart it's a time of just stillness being still being silent listen to the voice of the heart follow the call of the heart so we need now to have the balance of the me we gain what a beautiful new way to reframe the idea of self-care. Now, when it comes to self-care, I loved what Dr. Jeffrey Thompson had to say about breaking free from the unsustainable cycles of chronic stress in our modern society. Dr. Thompson is the world-renowned pioneer and inventor who uses precise sound frequencies to attune our human physiology, not just for health, but also to accelerate our human consciousness to the highest levels. You might recognize him from that very popular documentary called Heal. Here now is Dr. Jeffrey Thompson. We are in a state of a man-made environment that our bodies can't possibly adapt to fast enough as a, from an evolutionary standpoint. So what happens, and think about it for a minute. I mean, 70,000 years ago, I woke up with the sun and I grabbed my spear and I went searching for breakfast. And when I see some rabbit or something and it sees me, this, the race is on and the sympathetic goes on over dry for both of us. We run around until we're exhausted and whoever's the most fit gets to have the other guy for breakfast, <laughs> uh -huh. right? And then I come back and I make some sandals out of the skin and I, and I make some stew and I pick some berries and I make some babies and that's my work day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Compare that to what we have now. Right. Alarm clocks, rushing around for breakfast, kids to school, in a car in a traffic jam to a job that doesn't pay enough money. And why is it always a boss has the emotional development of a three-year-old? <laughs> And then it's back to a traffic jam, back to a rush dinner, and seven o'clock news, watch the world burn to relax. And it's, tomorrow is another alarm clock day for 30 years. It used to be 30 years, and now you get fired at 10 years. <laughs> it's unimaginable stresses. We're not talking about the fumes coming out of the carpet and electromagnetic frequencies coming out of your walls and military frequencies and microwaves, and now it's going to be 5G and smart meters and it's insane and the body is not designed for it and the body is is faced with a marathon of stress when it was designed for a sprint so its adaptive process is to put the foot to the metal race the engine 
put me into sympathetic overdrive and just bullnose my way through it with uh, momentum as part of my strategy. What the body does best is rob Peter to pay Paul to make the situation work anyway, uh-huh. to uh, jury rig the situation with bailing wire and, and duct tape and get by anyhow. And it's a testament that the body can do this for 30 years, 40 years before it blows a gasket. So now you might be thinking, well, what's the solution then? The very good news is there are now so many powerful healing tools for us to shift out of this unsustainable pace of chronic stress into our natural state of balance, harmony, and well-being. Dr. Thompson, of course, is known around the world for developing his futuristic high-tech Star Trek-like sound therapy tools. So here now is Dr. Thompson explaining why sound is such a powerful tool for our healing and awakening. Sound's a mechanical energy wave. Pure energy moving through a medium. Right now it's moving through air molecules to reach your ears. Uh, But if I'm in water, it travels five times better through a fluid because the molecules are more densely packed. If I'm uh, through a solid, five times better than water. So the body is a perfect medium, water and bone, solid and fluid. Uh, And how did we all start? In the womb, floating, weightless, and amniotic body temperature fluid, amniotic fluid. We're in a float tank. Have you ever been in a float tank? Uh Right? After an hour, think about it. After five minutes of no input, your brain starts to invent input. Right? You hallucinate. You hallucinate visions, sounds, sensations. And after an hour, you come out, you go, wow. Multiply that by nine months. That's the womb experience. Nine months in a float tank. And at 16 to 24 weeks, when the uh, nervous system, when all five senses first come online, You're in the dark, so you can't see. Your nose and mouth are filled with fluid. Can't taste, can't smell. Sound travels through water five times better than air. Mm -hmm. All of us are initiated by sound and vibration for nine months. That's our initiation, all of us. We're brothers and sisters with the same experience. We all had the same thing happen to us. Sound was the first thing any of us ever experienced for nine months. So, of course, it's the most powerful tool for digging to the deepest part of my unconscious experience. It's, it's the, it, it stood the test of time in every culture on the planet. Every culture's got a sound tradition. And those traditions all are centered on spirituality. It's not healing. Healing is a door prize. Another pioneer in holistic mind-body healing that we got to learn from this year is Dr. Dawson Church. Dr. Dawson Church is a legend in the field of mind-body research. His work synthesizes the latest in epigenetics, neuroscience, electromagnetism, psychology, cymatics, public health, and quantum physics to demonstrate just how powerful our mind-body connection is. Here is Dr. Church explaining to us the neurochemistry of meditation. There's a neurotransmitter in your brain called anandamide. And it's called ananda because that's the Sanskrit word for bliss. It's also called the bliss molecule. And when you meditate, when you enter these elevated emotional states, you have many neurochemicals start to flow in your body. Oxytocin, the bonding hormone, 
rises when you meditate. So you feel one and bonded, not to another human being, but to the universe. Um, the parietal lobe of your brain, which handles proprioception, locating your body in space, shuts down. So now you literally, your brain loses track of where you end and the universe begins. The prefrontal cortex of your brain shuts down. The part that holds the sense of self shuts down. Now you are no longer this little local limited suffering mind. You are one with everything, with that great non-local mind. And so those neurochemicals, like the, the bliss molecule, which I talk about in Mind to Matter, your brain is flooded with oxytocin, with norepinephrine, with serotonin and dopamine, with beta endorphins, with anandamide, with hormones like oxytocin, and you feel absolutely fantastic. Our children will be meditators because they want to feel that good. Everyone wants to feel that good. It's how they'll get high. They won't need marijuana or magic mushrooms. THC is the, is the active ingredient in marijuana, and it docks, the reason it's effective is it docks with the same receptor sites in our neurotransmitters as anandamide does. And if you're docking your anandamide all the time, every day in meditation, you don't need THC, you're getting your body's endogenous THC, which is anandamide. You're getting serotonin, which is, which is psilocybin. Psilocybin magic mushrooms is serotonin. It's serotonin molecule that docks, we're just getting it from the outside, but we can make tons of serotonin by these elevated emotional states. Do an act of compassion, love yourself, and you'll start to unlock floods of oxytocin, anandamide, and serotonin, and you feel wonderful. So our children will be addicts. They will be addicted not to marijuana and ayahuasca and psilocybin and alcohol and nicotine and all these things, because nicotine, again, dopamine, causes a dopamine reward system. Uh, they'll be getting high every day on the endogenous neurochemicals of bliss, which you get only in these elevated emotional states. This topic of the new generation of children was also core to our conversation with midwife and birth educator, Sunny Carl. Sunny spoke with us about the new generation of master souls that are coming to the planet now and how we, as parents, adults, and society, can support and nurture and learn from them. Sunny Carl is the author of Sacred Birthing, Conceiving Souls of Magnificence, and Making Love to Source. As a midwife and birth educator, she's known for coining the term soft birth. Here is a highlight of our conversation with Sunny Carl. What is the definition of a soft birth? Very simple. It's a birth that does not hurt. It's a birth from the baby's perspective, that everything is soft and gentle. Everything is respectful and loving. Everything is uh, united. When the baby's born, the soul is coming into the body. And if the vibration of birth is high, then there's this perfect meshing, just like you're putting on a perfectly fitting pair of gloves, you know, and you're, it just goes on perfectly. And you can hardly tell there's a glove there. Whereas other times, if the soul discrepancy is too far apart, it's too hard for the soul and the body to gel well, to come in together. And so there's imbalances. So that I call the synchronizing of the soul and the body. That's the whole purpose for the soft birth, so that 
the baby can come in in a as a balanced being you know and when the consciousness is taken care of then the emotions are taken care of and the physical body is taken care of and then the baby is very vital and balanced then it's a friendly world and there you have the personality tell us about some of the characteristics of these master souls what are they like well as you said they don't need the drama they don't need the karma they don't need anything they're here to come into parents match what they want to be doing in this life because their purpose in life is to serve to serve the earth and how can they serve the earth in the best way that can really make a difference in the next few years quick <laughs> we need it now every one of them so it's about raising these children to be absolutely true to themselves and not have any any ideas that we're going to raise it in a certain way or any schedules or any anything it's going to take a very mature parent to realize that they have to give exactly what this soul needs but they probably don't have any time off <laughs> and, and of course we don't all of that but, but you know what i mean we can't have preconceived notions of of what a baby needs and be true to the baby we have to let them lead us and let them be our teacher so please tell us how can we as parents cultivate ourselves to be the best possible parents for this new generation. Beautiful. I would say, assume nothing. Assume only that you're, you are learning from this baby. You are learning from this little boy or little girl, and they can be five years old and teach you, or two months old and teach you. They are your teacher. They are here to, they are so much more conscious on levels that we don't even understand or see or feel yet, you know, and so those levels are going to be called miracles by us because we don't have any, any clue about them. And if you can allow just the wonder and be in the state of appreciation and gratitude that this being has joined your life and you're here to protect and honor exactly what his essence is going to unroll and unfurl for the world. And it always makes sense that the mom and dad match that child because they would come in only to have their essence matched by the parents so that they can all do a purpose together. If you were to distill into one simple essence, what is the most important thing we should know on our journey of tapping into our highest levels of human possibilities? My truth is that soft birth and harmlessness does more for the consciousness of each baby than anything else we can do during its whole life. The baby's consciousness is, is about the evolution of that child, and the evolution of the child creates the evolution of the planet. That child will have so many people to touch with the level of consciousness that it has managed to bring into the body. So the harmlessness of soft birth is definitely my answer. As I sit here editing this episode with a full-term baby in my belly, I'm feeling so deeply appreciative of Sunny's words of wisdom. 
This year, we're also blessed to have another amazing expert in early childhood and parenting. The Montessori educator, the founder and CEO of Monty Kids, Zara Kazam. Here's a highlight of our awesome conversation with Zara. One of my favorite quotes ever is the Howard Thurman quote, you know, don't think about what the world needs. Think about what makes you come alive because the world needs people that have come alive. And children, if you look at children or you think about yourself when you were a child, a lot of us had a strong sense of what made us come alive. Those things that you love to do as a child that you gravitated towards. It's, it's not the problem that people don't find what is their path and what makes them unique and what they're good at and what they love. The problem is they kind of, they, they had it and they lost it. I think that the world would be so much more peaceful because I think people would be the best versions of themselves making their best contribution to society. So the, the workplace, the world, it would look different and it would, you know, the, the output would be different because when people are all working on things that they're super into and, you know, is aligned with their personality and their strengths, the outputs are going to be much more amazing. We're going to be coming up with incredible solutions to all these problems that you mentioned up front when we started this episode. If you were like the queen of your own country, <laughs> how would you create different policies to support parents, to support teachers, so um, that we can bring up this next generation with this kind of thinking, this kind of consciousness that you're talking about? Give us a sampling of policies that you would put into place or support systems you would put into place. I think more about changing the culture than changing the policies, maybe because that's just, you know, naturally kind of what I gravitate towards. But the culture, the cultural understanding that women when having a babies are are like up-leveling themselves. You know, we there's all this research that shows after a woman has a baby, she's more creative. Yes. Um, and so honoring that and giving her the time and space to kind of in, step into that rather than, you know, bouncing back is like what we think about here, like getting back to what you were doing before and back to your old body. Like, no, 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 no. Let's go forward in an even more powerful way. Wow, we were so blessed with such amazing and inspiring visionaries on our show this year. Another one of my all-time favorite conversations was with the entrepreneurial soul coach, the cultural innovator, and the CEO of Move the Crowd, Ra Goddess. Ra took us on a soulful journey examining our relationship with money, the economy, and entrepreneurship. Here now is Ra Goddess. And this is from my activist, counterculturalist, my spiritualist, moving from this place of resisting capitalism to this place of becoming a creator of my own personal economy. My own wow. personal economy. And that was about being willing to give voice to my own vision for how I thought business ought to be done and how I wanted to do business and to create associations with my money that felt really good for me. You know, so in shifting away from capitalism and recognizing that I needed to create a viable alternative, so it's not enough to shun it, 
got to create a viable alternative. Mm -hmm. This idea of my own economy really excited me because making a lot of money never really like, okay, so whatever, you know, for what, you know? So, and I would guess that most people out there making a lot of money is not the thing that lights their fire. Right. They want money because they want freedom or they want flexibility or they want to care for and love for people who are important to them. You know what I mean? Like we have reasons for why we want money. It's not just Mm -hmm. money in itself. And, Mm -hmm. So getting clear, like, oh, making a lot of money is not going to float my boat. Um, but this idea of changing the game, this idea of shifting capitalism, of challenging the culture of capitalism in an active way, um, in a creative way, in an empowering way, got me very, very excited. I want to be provocative here. This last little piece I'll say, I want to be a little provocative here about safety. Um, because on many, many levels, security is a false construct. Um, And a lot of people want to operate from life from this perspective of secure. I want to be secure. God didn't promise you security. What God promised you was evolution and growth. You know, your soul is here to grow. And as you remember who you are, through those growth experiences, you bump up against some things. You will struggle. You know, there will be uh, what I call useful suffering going on, not unuseful suffering, because some of us suffer needlessly. But there is purposeful suffering that does happen as a part of your growth journey. And every soul comes in with whatever, you know, whatever is mandated for that soul. And you're calling is calling you towards that growth and that evolution, which is really about your own full realization and your own full actualization. Wow, that is so powerful. Besides Rock Goddess, we also had the honor of learning from Reverend Bill McDonald, the spiritual author and mystic, who shares a similar attitude of learning, evolution, and growth. Rev Bill is the author of Warrior, A Spiritual Odyssey, an alchemy of a warrior's heart. Here now is Reverend Bill McDonald. And when I pray, I don't believe in the Santa Claus theory of prayer. In other words, Lord, give me a new Mercedes Benz. I need a new job. Help me with my grades. Uh, Take away this pain. Cure me. Don't let my 95-year-old grandma die. I mean, all these kind of prayers that we pray. Prayers asking. We treat God, the divine, as we do St. Nicholas, Santa Claus. Yeah. Instead of going to God and saying, I love you. I want nothing. And that means not even going into meditation because you're seeking peace, harmony, joy, health, enlightenment, all beautiful things. But if you're seeking them, you're seeking things. You're losing part of that and you're separating yourself from the divine source. To me, pain is a teacher. So when pain comes, listen to it. You're in class. Pain comes to you as a gift, unwrap it. What is it you're gonna learn? It's like, I remember I gave that talk someplace and somebody came up to me and says, well, that's good for easy for you to say, but I got stage four, some kind of cancer, right? And I go, how long, how long did they tell you? Well, they told me six months. I said, well, first off, if you believe that, then you got six months, number one. That's going to happen. You, you believe it. You're manifesting it. I said, number two, what a gift. 
Now you know you got an ending in sight. Now you can fix the relationships you have with your son you hadn't talked to in 10 years. You can fix uh, the, the boss that you got mad at once. You can forgive. You can talk to your parents. You could, I mean, there's a lot of relation stuff you can do. There's good things you always wanted to do and say to people, do it. I want to take this opportunity to thank our friend Mark Gober for introducing me with Reverend Bill. Mark is the number one best-selling author of a book called An End to Upside-Down Thinking, where he systematically unravels the falsities of the old paradigm called materialism. And through rational, logical, scientific evidence, Mark helps us to understand the new paradigm of oneness, unity, and interconnectedness, where consciousness is the foundation that underlies all our material reality. Here's a highlight of our conversation with Mark Gober. What do you feel is the single most important piece of advice we should follow when it comes to stepping into our next level of human possibilities? Hmm. To me, it is rethinking identity. And I kind of was alluding to this before. The conventional view is that our identity is tied to our physical body and everything we experience is in our body and that's what we are. So when the body dies, it's over. But if our identity is the consciousness that experiences the body, so the body under that perspective is really both a perception, it's something I see, and a sensation, it's something I feel. But I, consciousness, am that which experiences the body, experiences the thoughts. So I, I my identity, one's identity is tied to the consciousness, the awareness that experiences the physical world. That shift alone, I think, is, can be massively transformational. Wow. Thank you so much. And this is such a fresh new take on why the ancient mystics would have people sit in prolonged meditation just asking the question, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? In all the mystical traditions, you see some form of practice like this where you just sit and contemplate, who am I? And um, you've pointed us full circle back into that beautiful experience of life again. As we tap into these new levels of understanding, we find whole new worlds of exploration. This year, I had so much fun being interviewed by a number of other podcasters, including one of my favorite conversations with celebrity fitness coach, Steve Jordan. Steve and I chatted about this new multi-dimensional experience of life that we're all starting to wake up to. Here's a highlight of my conversation with Steve Jordan. How do you see yourself and or the people in your circle of influence progressing over the next five, 10 years? I want to bring that back. Hmm. Well, my, my vision is that this kind of conversation that you and I are having will become the norm in our society. Mm. This depth, this kind of richness of our experience of life will just be normal. That everybody has full access to the spiritual dimension. Everybody has the tools and strategies and the confidence to tap into their mind mastery, their emotional intelligence, and their physical intelligence, that I want that to be much more of the norm. You know, part of why we're experimenting with homeschooling our child is that I think you probably agree, Steve, that our, our society has 
developed this strange education system that only trains us in the IQ department and in a very narrow band of the IQ department also, mm. you know, but the progressive schools talk about EQ, social emotional learning. But what about body intelligence? Mm -hmm. Unless you're an athlete growing up in school, unless you became a personal trainer by profession, the average norm of our society is that people really hardly even realize they have a body, a body that is powerful and adaptive and trainable and just full of magic and wonder and awesomeness that people don't realize they have that power at all in our society is crazy. And then, so that's the body intelligence. What about energetic intelligence? That we don't have a, um, a feeling of, that we have the power to bring a different kind of energy that can uplift everybody around us. It's almost like, I, I'm sorry to be a little bit harsh, it's almost like now we know not to pollute because we don't want to like throw trash into the oceans. We have awareness around that. But people are grumpy and they bring not so good energy into situations. They don't realize they have the power to change that because we don't have an energetic intelligence. So unwittingly, we're kind of like polluting the energy field, walking around all grumpy all the time, you know? So there's body intelligence, energetic intelligence, intuitive intelligence. We don't honor if somebody has an intuitive gut feeling or heart feeling about something that's not valued the way that oh, like metrics and measurements and Excel spreadsheets and scientific knowledge, that's valuable too. But we need to bring back a sense of balance that intuitive knowingness is also a superpower that every human being has access to. We just need to cultivate it. And then spiritual intelligence, how to take whatever your spirituality is, those those deep inner values, well, let's just call them deep inner human values, how to embody that and make that into the reality of life. We don't cultivate that as a society. So in five, 10 years, I hope that this awareness of all these dimensions of life become more of a social norm. And it doesn't have to sound so esoteric or woo woo. It's just called being a human, being a well-rounded, fully embodied human should have access to all these dimensions. I love it. I hope you've enjoyed these multifaceted, multidimensional conversations. It's clear that we're now living in times of unprecedented change. Whenever we turn on the TV, watch the news, or follow current events, it sure seems like systems are breaking down across the board. Humanity's old wounds and shadows are now being stirred up to the surface for all of us to heal. And it takes tremendous skill and mastery to stay balanced, centered, and aligned to our highest integrity and values. So as we wrap up this episode, I wanted to share with you my favorite words of wisdom from Jasmuheen. See, it's important to understand, as the Holy One said to me, that there's four initiations we all go through in our spiritual journey. The first one may be the right use of sexual energy. As you get more and more charismatic and people go, oh, you're so beautiful and powerful, I just want, you know, and you see a lot of men in the world, they get caught up in the initiation of high charisma and they may be not using sexual energy as wisely as possible. And then there's the fallout of that. So the first one is the right use of sexual energy. The next one is the right use of 
fame the right use of money and the right use of power and when you look around the world you can easily go ah oh, okay that one's going through the fame game that one's going through the money game that one's going through the power game that one's going through the sex game as just games and initiations but that's their business what are you doing are you using sexual energy as wisely as you can? Are you using money energy as wisely as you can and for the greater good of all? Are you using fame energy as wisely as you can for the greater good of all or whatever? So all we can do is be answerable to ourselves and make the commitment to live in the highest level of integrity in every moment that we can. Wow, what an incredible treasure trove of wisdom and life-changing insights. If you miss any of the original episodes, they can all be found on www.thedreshow.com. That's the D-R-E-Show.com. Thank you so much for supporting our show. And most of all, thank you for being a game changer and pioneer in our community. It's my honor to share this awesome adventure together with you. Hi friends, did you love that interview? If you did, please leave a review and share with all your friends so that many more people can benefit from these game-changing insights. You can also go onto our website, dredithubuntu.com, and subscribe to our newsletter where you'll receive free trainings and next-level ninja tools that we only share on our newsletter. Together, let's turn your life into a brilliant masterpiece.